On Pop Fiction Women, we explore what it means to be a complicated woman. Tired of endless variations of leading men next to one-dimensional archetypes of women or strong female leads written by men that were essentially guys in women's bodies? We started this show to highlight the many female characters in entertainment worth exploring, as well as the women who dreamt them up. And now we're adding those creators to our conversations, discussing their process and passion in bringing these women to life. Welcome to Complicated Conversations. On these episodes, there's no spoilers. So come on, it's starting. On this episode of Complicated Conversations, we have Veronica West, showrunner, writer, creator, and executive producer of the Apple TV series Surface. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. The premise of this thriller asks, what would you do if you woke up in your own life where everyone insists that you should be, but you have no memory of your past, the choices that led you there, and any of your own secrets? This is the predicament that we find Sophie Ellis in, played so brilliantly by Gugu Mbatha-Ra. Surface is as twisty and thrilling as it is smart and thought-provoking. It really led us to some interesting questions. And that is the sweet spot of our show, Pop Fiction Women, where we explore the complicated women of our favorite TV shows and celebrate the women who created them. So tell us a little bit about the setup of Surface and where we meet Sophie. The premise for the show is basically this simple question. What if you woke up one day and you didn't know your own secrets? I spent a lot of time thinking about, you know, kind of the two sides of everybody. There's this person that we try to present to the rest of the world and try to make look potentially polished or intellectual, <laughs> like all the good things that we want to create our own image. But there's also this internal secret self that we all have, you know, the messier emotional side. And if you lost that, if you lost kind of your inner self and the person that's honest, how would you ever get that back? You know, if you're only hearing what other people mm -hmm. think you are in the world, then how do you find out the truth of your own secrets? Oh, God. Yeah. You sent us on some real existential questions surrounding <laughs> that personally, which we'll get to. But I do okay. want to I do want to start with Sophie. As we said, we do focus on content featuring complicated women. And at one point, that's exactly how Sophie's friend Caroline describes her. Actually, she calls her interesting and skeptical and complicated. So we loved that. So can you just tell us about your initial development of Sophie as a character, how she came to you and maybe how she evolved as Gugu brought her to life on screen? Well, I love that you noticed that. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. We're always putting these little things into the dialogue as clues and breadcrumbs for the audience to pick up on, especially in a psychological thriller like mm -hmm. this. Every word is intentional. So I, I love that you sparked to that. Yes. You know, Sophie really starts out a little bit like a damsel in distress. It is more of that classical noir stereotype of somebody walking through their life and 
something crazy happening to them? How do they react? You know, and we really wanted to give ourselves the runway throughout the season and potentially the series to have Sophie go from that damsel in distress, a little bit wide-eyed in those first like 10 minutes of the pilot and take control of her own life and become the person who is driving the story, who is trying to actively figure out who she is and the person that she uncovers, you know, Mm -hmm. she wakes up as almost a blank slate in a way. It's only three or four months since the accident when the show begins, right? So she's physically healed, but mentally I feel like she really doesn't know who she is. And as soon as she starts to uncover those truths, like in that conversation with Caroline that you bring up, she starts to realize that things are not so simple (laughs) and who she was, was maybe not always the best person. And I think that's what makes the show so intriguing and also strangely allows us to root for Sophie throughout Mm -hmm. the series, no matter what we find out about her and about the choices or the mistakes she made in the past, because the person she is now is that the same person who did those things? Yeah. <laughs> you right. know, would she do those things again if given the choice? And that's really what the show becomes about. Like, are we all pre-programmed to kind of like make the same choices, follow the same path? Is Sophie going to end up in the same place that she was before when she figures that out, whether she knows it or not? You know, is that yeah. her destiny? Are we? Do we all have a destiny or a fate set up for us? Or can we evolve if we're given this second chance like Sophie has been? Oh, yeah. You said that she starts out as this damsel in distress, you know, very, very quickly that turns. And even without information, she really relies on her intuition. She and that is the guide to her agency, even though she doesn't have memory and she doesn't have facts. She knows this is right. This is a dead end. This is something I want to investigate time and time again. I think we observe that women when they tune into this more than what other people tell them, more than what they think they know about themselves, when they turn to this knowing inside of them, it leads them to truth, bravery, course correction, as you're talking about success, whatever that means for them. So how did you and the writers think about what Sophie would still know, even though she doesn't know anything? (laughs) Well, I love that question. It's a subtle theme that we tried to play even in the beginning in the pilot when she walks into the Palace Hotel, you see her looking at the ceiling and something's clicking in her mind. Even if the character didn't know what it was at that point, she recognizes these places. There's like a sense memory that takes over. And I think that she, Sophie is drawn to different places throughout the pilot and throughout the season that she doesn't maybe quite understand at first, but she does have that intuition, as you say, that tells her this place is important. This place meant something to me. Maybe the person telling me what it meant is lying because I feel something inside myself that maybe I can't explain, but that I can trust. And Gugu is such an intuitive actor. Mm. She is so brilliant in this role. It's so amazing to see her take on not just the Sophie we meet in the pilot, but all the different sides of Sophie as they evolve. And as we get to see glimpses from the past and who Mm. she was before the accident. She's just like a chameleon going through these totally different set of circumstances and stages in her life. And it's really a pleasure to watch. It absolutely is a pleasure to watch. She does do it with such nuance and it's so, you feel like you're in her gut. How, how she conveys that is amazing. So yeah. 
That's well, great to hear. Yeah. yeah, no, absolutely. And so you have already alluded to this, but Sophie has to rely basically on what other people tell her she was like. And I have not suffered any kind of traumatic brain injury resulting in total memory loss, but I can tell you <laughs> that I- I hope you never do. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Uh, but I so related to her, you know, nonetheless, and this questioning of who she really is, of feeling like a different person with different people, but also not knowing which version is real. We are obsessed on this podcast with this idea of being seen and how the way someone sees you could be an anchor, maybe tying you to a past version of yourself. It could be a mirror or sort of reflecting your true self back to you. It could also be aspirational, sort of like this, this better self you could be. But there's always the question of, but which version is really you? And this was the existential crisis I was saying earlier that this show brought out for me. I, I literally was like, who am I? And, and we won't get into that, but um, are you as obsessed with this as we are? It's, you must be somewhat because this you've really nailed this yeah. in, in surface. Absolutely. And that's so cool that you guys are working and sort of like the same themes. Uh, I think obviously most people have not had a traumatic brain injury and suffered this memory loss. Although we spoke to many doctors and professors who have worked with patients who this has happened to, and it's absolutely fascinating, but everybody has this experience of evolving and changing as they go through life. Right. And I sat back and thought, you know, I'm a mom now I have my own show. I've become somebody who's quote unquote, an adult <laughs> But looking back <laughs> at my past self at college, Veronica, or 20 something Veronica. If I met that girl on the street today, would I even recognize her? Would she recognize me? Mm. You know, I think we've all been lots of different people in our lives and that's healthy and that's normal. And that's part of like the magic of being blessed with a long life. It's something that everybody can relate to, even though Sophie's experiencing it on this very extreme level of wondering, you know, was I literally a different person? Did I have a different identity? Which is something that's hinted at in the pilot and explored over the course of the season. Yeah. But it's something all of us have been through and something really fascinating to the audience, I hope. Oh, yes. Yeah. So to, to us, for sure. So You've touched on this acknowledgement of duality of different versions of ourselves and in surface that really heightens the question of who to trust. Sophie doesn't know who she can trust, maybe not even herself, although she does trust her interrogation into life. She is relentless in her search for the truth. She is going for it and she wants to know and she doesn't care what it reveals. Intuition, I think is not a rainbow that like follows us to a pot of gold and trust grows not from being perfect or loyal or not having this duality, but from the fortitude to face whatever comes up and what are you going to do about it and not turn a blind eye and, and work with it. And that's what makes a person trustworthy. We see that in the first episode with Thomas Baden, he gives permission to Sophie that she had been looking for, for the first you know half of the, the episode to stop accepting everything that people tell her. Tell us about writing that scene and how it opened things up for her in this journey. Baden showing up in Sophie's life is in a lot of ways the inciting incident of everything spinning out of control. If he did not walk up to her on the street that day in the pilot, perhaps she would have continued her life with her husband, with her friends, and accepted the narrative that they were telling her. But what he points out is even if you're only knowing your life from what other people are telling you, 
everybody has an agenda, right? Mm -hmm. Even your friends, even your family, everybody has the Sophie that they thought they knew, or maybe the Sophie they wish they knew. And this is potentially a second chance for everybody to invent that version of Sophie for themselves and kind of shape her in the molds that they want her to be in. And when Baden walks up to her and says, you can't believe everything everybody tells you, it awakens Sophie in a way to start questioning the truth all around her. You do duality so well and peeling back those layers. And it's not just layers, it's it's real contradiction. And Mm -hmm. we have to ask you this question because we are obsessed with astrological signs. Gemini is coming through that duality. Is your astrological sign a Gemini? Leo through and through. Sorry, so am I. I just have that. Oh, no, I'll just I just cheer any other Leos and it makes me so happy. Sorry. That's so funny. And my husband, who's a writer on the show as well, our birthdays are two days apart. So we're a household of Leos. Um, I'm sorry that I know that Gugu went deep into the astrological sign of Sophie. And chose a birthday and chose a sign. So uh, I'm I'm pretty sure it's a Gemini, but I'm going to double check with her. But I know that she was she was looking to the same thing that you guys are pointing out. That tracks the duality tracks. Yeah. So Kate is a Leo. I am an Aries, also fire sign. So you know we love we love that fire. (laughs) We do. We do. Okay. So back to the. As we make clear, exclusively cover content with women at the heart of the story, as well as behind the scenes. And Surface was clearly a home run for us in that regard. So, you know, we do want to just ask you about the creative team behind this series. Obviously, in addition to yourself, there's Reese Witherspoon, Laura Neustadter, Hello Sunshine. And we'd love to hear your thoughts on, you know, how a female-driven team makes a difference in the art or content you're creating. Specifically here, you know, this shared vision of putting a woman at the center of a thriller. Surface is a script that I actually wrote on spec. And I think I was really trying to push myself to write authentically in my own voice for the first time to not try to do what I thought other people wanted or expected of me or saw as a natural progression from my credits or my career path, but just really do something that felt like a show that I wanted to sit down and watch. Something that had high stakes and that thriller energy, but still being in an escapist, sophisticated world, a world that you want to spend time in every week. Something you want to turn on the TV and watch. And I had this script and Hello Sunshine read it and they just immediately got it. In my first meeting with Lauren, she said, Reese has been looking for something that explored these themes. And I have to think that that's kismet, that other women and women producers who are so creative and talented and supportive as Hello Sunshine, seeing some value in the story that I want to tell from the minute that they signed on, they really harnessed all their power to put it behind this show. Their relationship with Gugu brought her on board and it's just been a dream team having Gugu as an EP and getting to get her creative thoughts. Even before we sold the show to Apple, she was involved in the creation of this character from the start. And that's a real gift to have from a team of producers that values female partnerships. Yeah. We've evolved far past thinking of actors as the moving props, but 
it is so exciting to hear how much input she had into not only how to play it, but who this character really was. You're talking about her deep dive into the astrological sign of her character. I mean, she is yeah. in it. <laughs> she is in it. That's mm-hmm. awesome. So you also talked about kismet. And so I want to talk about that theme because this show operates on two levels very successfully. The plot, obviously, we are so compelled by what's happening to Sophie and what the actions as they unfold, but also on an existential level, asking us to look at our own lives and investigate how much of this identity did we choose? How much could we, would we change if we could? And what do we truly want? I think viewers will be asking themselves what forces are at play in Sophie's life as it unfolds. But I'd love to hear about your thoughts about the tension of fate versus free will. Like you can't have one without the other, but which is it a, is it a constant toggle? Well, I'm worried that telling you exactly what I believe about it will in some ways be a spoiler. (laughs) Does that make any sense? Yes. But I think that Sophie is asking the exact same question that you are. Mm -hmm. And as Sophie is trying to investigate her past, she is also starting to maybe make some questionable choices. Mm. The stakes are so high for her in finding out who she can trust. If somebody tried to kill her, her her life is literally at stake that she's willing to compromise and bend the rules on occasion to figure out what's going on. And as she makes those choices, she's also uncovering the mistakes that she made in the past, which can go a lot farther than you might think. Every episode doubles down on the last one. Everything that you think you knew about people changes every 60 minutes. And as Sophie starts to realize maybe some of the harm she's caused in the past, that's happening at the same time as realizing she might be repeating those mistakes in the present. Mm -hmm. Even for good reason, is it worth it? That sort of leads you down this path of, am I... Faded to how do I break? (laughs) And if not, how do I break it? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And we have this theme of patterns repeating in the show of am I falling into the same patterns without giving spoilers away? It's hard to talk about the plot (laughs) without giving any spoilers, but Mm -hmm. I find myself having feelings for somebody that are the same as I felt in the past. Am I going to make these same mistakes again? This is really the driver of the story on a thematic level. Yes. We also love an origin story on Pop Fiction Women. It always sort of gives dimension and context to the characters that we're meeting in the present. And that goes for our creators as well. So I was hoping you could share a little bit about the creation of Surface, like really from the seed of the idea. You said you wrote it on spec to getting it sold and created and now out in the world or soon to be out in the world. Soon to be. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. I was looking for a premise that I thought would allow us to explore kind of these deeper themes and explore this rich, luxurious world while still having the high stakes of a thriller, those life and death kind of stakes and drama. And my husband and I were actually watching this old French film called Last Year at Marion Bad, which is like a black and white 60s French new wave film. And in this movie, this woman shows up to this beautiful, luxurious hotel that looks like Versailles. And Coco Chanel actually did the costumes for this movie herself. So we're in this beautiful, luxurious world and she arrives on vacation with her husband and this other man kind of comes up to her and says, basically, you don't know me, but I know you. We were in love. We were having an affair. And she looks at him and she's like, I've never seen you before in my life. 
I don't know what to make of this. And the movie continues and is on an existential loop that never really gives you the answers to those questions, which was enigmatic and exciting and also frustrating to me at the same time. And I thought, what set of circumstances would have had to happen for this scene to make sense? (laughs) What would you need to have this story construction where somebody's life could truly be very, very different than what it seems? Well, that, that inspiration, (laughs) yeah, that inspiration clearly came through in this. And it's always fascinating to hear what sparks and then where you run with it. Thank you so much, Veronica, for taking time to talk with us today. We've loved chatting with you and hearing all about your process with Surface. Thank you guys so much. It was so fun to chat. This has been Pop Fiction Women with Corinne and Kate. If you enjoyed this show, please tell the complicated women in your life. And the men who love them. Yes, tell them to listen. And then to follow on Spotify or review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And of course, share on social media. Tag us with your favorite books, TV shows, and movies starring complicated women on Facebook and Instagram at Pop Fiction Women or on Twitter at Pop underscore women. For more coverage of the women you love, or to find out if you qualify as a complicated woman, go to popfictionwomen.com. And keep it complicated.